0: Once again, we are back. This is moving forward with young voices on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Happy to welcome Albert Eisenberg, who is a Young Voices contributor, back to the show. Albert, how are you?
1: Hey, how you doing? Thanks Fed, for having me.
0: Fantastic. Give us a little bit of background first of all. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So I am a commentator and a political consultant. Based in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, um, I write about free speech, tech, uh, the environment, and I do some foreign policy work. Uh, just as an interested party, I, I believe that America is is best when she is strong. I think the world is benefited by a strong America, and uh, I. You know, especially being in the LGBT community, I tend to think, you know, I would prefer strong, robust liberal values across the world than any of the other options. So I'm kind of in that school of thought.
0: All right. Uh, you know, I have heard some rumblings about a democracy summit that uh, President Biden is hosting, you know, at the, at the White House. Now, I'll admit, I do not follow a lot of mainstream news right now. And it's, it's simply just because in a lot of ways I haven't found a lot of value in what uh, what mainstream news has had to offer. But I, I'm curious what you can tell me about the reasoning. Why is there a need for a democracy summit? And, and what is the, the intended goal of the White House hosting this thing?
1: Well, you know right, so there's a quote unquote virtual democracy summit, so I guess it's better optics than the uh, the you know everyone flying with their private motorcade to uh, a certain spot and emitting various carbon emissions but the virtual democracy <laughs> summit is supposedly to strengthen democracies led by the led by America across the world in the face of what Biden administration will call rising authoritarianism. And undoubtedly, there is sort of a um, tinge of authoritarianism, although I think the people that criticize it are only talking about it coming from the right, when in fact, there's plenty of authoritarianism and uh, weakening of the rule of law coming from the left and sort of moderate, milquetoast center left um, in Europe and America. Um, So if you look at from the 90s on, there was a sort of march towards democracy that spread through. East Asia, Southeast Asia, um, Sub-Saharan Africa, and even with the Arab Spring in the 2010s, there was hope that there would be a spreading of democracy and sort of a flourishing of liberal values. And we've seen that kind of theoretically on its back foot for the last five to 10 years. I would say a lot of that. um, There's sort of global trends that are only going to be, we're only going to be able to see them with the scope of history. But I think a lot of that was... um, President Obama, I think, weakened America's footprint. I think uh, a lot of the country doesn't believe in America anymore, and there's been a lot of division in the United States, and then authoritarian actors have um, taken advantage of that. So when President Obama said to Bashar al-Assad that there would be a red line in Syria if he used chemical weapons on his own people— Bashar al-Assad then called Obama's bluff and America's bluff, used chemical weapons on his own people. And then very, very soon after, Vladimir Putin invaded Crimea and a portion of Ukraine that is, uh, has a high Russian population that they're hoping to colonize. So America's bluff has been called across the world, and now we see more saber-rattling as far as Ukraine and Russia, as far as China and the South China Sea. Um, so I believe this is sort of a factless. Attempts to bolster democracies, but I'm not sure it's I'm sure it's not going to lead anywhere.
0: I'm having some difficulty uh, trying to reconcile the growing authoritarianism that I see here at home in America with, you know, a, 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 a conference that is, you know, that's that's trying to to portray the threat as being from other authoritarians. But our kind of authoritarianism right. is is OK. That that's, strikes me as hypocritical on the part of the U.S.,
1: I think it strikes a lot of people as hypocritical. I think when you see um, extremely polarized Department of Justice that's using the weight of federal authorities to knock on parents' doors who are opposing, you know, radical curriculum in their school to throw the weight of the entire federal government into investigating every nook, cranny, you know, potential um, participant in the January 6th Capitol riot, but, but no effort to find and pursue the people who attacked federal buildings and private property across the um, BLM George Floyd riots over last year. People see that there's an extremely intensely politicized criminal justice system at this point. Um, the FBI is trying to entrap sitting congressmen like Jeff Fortenberry in Nebraska and, um, and has lied to him during the investigation and tried to get him to perjure himself and is now prosecuting him. So I think that all these things wielded by sort of the left at the federal government level are eroding trust in general in our country. And the, the most dangerous thing and the thing that we can do to save democracy is to strengthen our civil institutions from the inside out. Because, you know, if you look at Rome or, um, any of the great civilizations, they, they were weakened internally before they fell and the sort of gradual factionalism and degrading of values one side sees that the other side doesn't and then ups the ante and it becomes all tribalism and the civic institutions are used to beat the other side into submission rather than sort of find a way forward where everyone can live and let live. Um, we are weakening ourselves and if you want to see what is making russia and china happy right now and iraq it would be inflation discontent people checking out of the workforce in america um rioting and general fragmentation of public opinion and feeling like people who are compatriots are actually our enemies
0: you had mentioned you know the calling of america's bluff uh between uh, president obama and syrian president assad um where does America derive the moral authority to, to rattle its saber or to otherwise tell Russia, you know, don't you dare think about, you know, in, invading Ukraine or something like that? I'd, I'd just like to get your take. Um, how does that become our interest as, as a nation on the other side of the world?
1: Well, I think we derive our moral authority from the Constitution, from a sense that we've built a society that is based more than based on more than ethnic and tribal alliances, or the fact that we all happen to be from a specific geographic area. And that's why America has, for you know, centuries, been a beacon unto the world, and where people all over the world, if you ask them where they where they want to come to build a better life, the answer is going to be America. What's interesting is that you you ask, you know the average 25 year old American in America where they should go build another life. They're feeling a lot more bleak than the average immigrant to America would be. Um, so there's a difference between sort of shining a light onto the world and um, gesturing outwards with our liberal values and sort of the, the basis for universal freedoms and obviously uh, becoming a vessel for corporate and military interests to engage in, what, you know, is now called endless wars in the Middle East, um, in Eastern Europe, especially uh, across South Asia. Um, so it's kind of a complicated issue, and I take it that you are more on the non-interventionist
0: side of very things. much so. But but look, I'm I'm open to you know I I really believe that uh, that America, because of all that it's been able to accomplish, because of the unique um, amount of liberty and uh, and prosperity that has has been achieved here, I think we do have a responsibility to to be an example to the rest of the world. I just I I think I draw the line at. Uh, making that happen through military intervention, which always seems to come with uh, some unintended consequences. But that's that's strictly my point of view. Um, I just I was just curious, you know, what what your take was. Do you see, um, for instance, the the situation in Ukraine Uh, that seemed pretty heated, but it doesn't appear that Russia is backing down, uh, you know, to to warnings from the U.S. Is it likely that this is a conflict that the U.S. could be drawn into?
1: I think we could have the worst of both worlds, which is that we put our credibility on the line and draw a red line, as Obama did in Syria, which was probably the biggest tactical error of the 21st century as far as American foreign policy. And then we do nothing about it, which really degrades our credibility. So it'd be one thing if we said, hey, this is not we don't like this. We're gonna sanction you if you do it you're not allowed in the G8 or whatever if you are you know a bad actor that's invading other countries and putting them under your thumb Vladimir Putin but um, we are not going to invade you militarily that's off the table and just establish what we're going to do and what we're not going to do and then do it what is the biden administration is going to do I think is try to bluff and say that we're stronger than we are. And I don't think Putin thinks Biden or anybody in this administration is strong. And that's what they want to do, is they wasn't strength.
0: Albert, I wish we had more time, because I'd, I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about China, too. But unfortunately, we are up against the clock. Tell our listeners where they can find your work, where they can access you on social media and so forth.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me again. You can find me on Twitter at albydelphia, A-L-B-Y-D-E-L-P-E hiA you can find the media outlet I co-founded broad and and those would be the main ways to start
0: okay again we're talking with young voices contributor Albert Eisenberg Albert happy holidays to you let's talk again soon
1: happy holidays sir thank you